Welcome back to episode 31 of the Dare to Dream podcast. My name is Gregory Russell Benedict. And I am Vincent Van Patten. And this is a show for people who want to get the absolute most out of life. And before we jump in today, I just want to take a brief second to say just how grateful I am to be here. I mean, I'm sitting down on a beautiful Wednesday morning with one of my best friends in the entire world, getting to discuss our past, our future, our feelings, our hopes, our dreams, and I'm just so happy to be here. Man, I, that gave me chills. I did not see it coming. Same. Same goes for me, man. It's, it is truly just the greatest gift to be alive. Like, I, I mean, I could take it into an interesting place. I was just reading Maps of Meaning this morning by Jordan Peterson, and he's just his he's been studying you know the atrocities of the 20th century that's like his life's work and if you know what's truly taken place throughout history just waking up and being alive gives you so much perspective just the the concentration camps and the gulag and the soviet union and maoist china and just you know obviously even today there's still so much kind of hatred and stuff out there but for most part we we we're so dang blessed and just to be able to get up and think and have clean water and a place to sleep and roof over our head is it's we have so much to be grateful for the fact that we get to actually pursue this it is it is like a dream so i too am ecstatic to be here and this is going to be a wonderful episode it is like a dream and that's actually going to be a theme of this episode because it has officially been one year since we started the Dare, Dare to Dream podcast. And it's been one year since I quit my job. I know you quit your job a little bit earlier, but a big theme of this episode is going to be looking at what the heck has happened <laughs> throughout the past year. And it's oh, unbelievable man. and unbelievably exciting. And where I want to take it first, my man, is your book. Yes. Errors of Youth. I cannot believe how good it was. I read the entire thing in two sittings and dude, speaking of being grateful to be alive, that is the essence and kind of the life lesson I walked away with is just reading about your adventure through the Pacific Northwest, just your hikes, the interactions with people. You just get this, you, you evoke this immense gratitude and this feeling that each day can be a new day and there's so much out there. There's so many possibilities. And reading it just gave me a new love of life and just made me appreciate how good everything is and that each new moment, each small interaction with a stranger can be, can open a door to a whole new world and a whole new life. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, it's, it is very surreal still. Like, I don't, I was just talking to my stepmom, Eileen, about it yesterday. It's like, cause she's reading it and it was just saying that it's like something just came through me from you know from i was just inspired and this this kind of life came through me and it kind of all just these synchronicities happened and came together at this interesting time in my life and this time in human history that we're in and i don't know it's like i just kind of had to whether i'm you know i have the credentials or anything to write a book i, I feel like i just had to do it because this life was coming through me and it brought me more joy than anything else to give my life to, to doing this and 
taking that to step to figure out what I truly want to do with my life. And I've been thinking a lot of it just in the last couple of weeks and since like writing this and just, you know, what my, what my next steps are and what I have to do. But it's, I mean, this is kind of one of the themes I want to talk about today. Um, but it's almost like I am comfortable not knowing exactly what the next step is going to be in kind of like a looking at it from the surface, like, okay, what's my next job or, um, but it's like, what kind of person am I becoming? And I think that is kind of what I was really trying to to show with the book. It's, I just, it's a gift to be alive. And every day that if we can work on cultivating that kind of that spiritual, um, awakening and just, I want to become the kind of type of person who is just a light in the lives of others and a light in this world, even in, in the toughest times. And, you know, not like a fake kind of light that's just trying to, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either, but just, you know, like I, life is a gift and just trying to, trying to get that message through my own mind every day and just make that the number one priority to remember that. And, you know, I found that being in nature and just putting in the effort to talk to people and actually try to understand where they're coming from is the reason we're here. You know, it's like what other what other pursuit endeavor is there besides connecting with people and trying to just figure out who we are together. Like I want to actually know who you are a bit I, and figure out who I am maybe in the process of getting to know who you are too. And yeah, man, thank you for saying that. I'm so happy you read it and it's the beginning of beautiful adventure. It is. And, let me be the first to say you are a light. You are a huge light in my life. Everyone who reads this book is going to walk away with a smile on their face. And I want to read one of my favorite passages from it because it speaks so much to the essence of the Dare to Dream podcast. And your and I's adventure over the past year of just simply choosing a direction and embarking on a journey and having no idea what's next, not knowing how we're going to get there, not even knowing that for you, you're writing a book. You're just piece by piece. It comes together. And so this passage is, what am I supposed to do with my life? Live. What if I don't love what I do? Change. How do I do that? Take the next step and then the next and then the next until you feel it in your heart that regardless of money, goals, and fame, regardless of the pain that will inevitably arise, you are full of undying love. I came on this trip to uncover my purpose. This is it. <laughs> yep. That was, yeah, man. It's like I said, it, it came from like writing this book just came from the source of, of all of life and just the joy of being alive. And I am honored. I mean, I'm honored to have the privilege to be able to write a book and to actually have the technology to get our words out there and hopefully change other people's perspective. And, but writing the book definitely changed my, I mean, hundred percent changed my life is the greatest thing that I've ever done. And it has helped me to realize what I love and who I want to become. 
And I actually came across a quote a couple days ago because I'm in this this stage now where um, kind of wondering what next steps to take to kind of in regards to writing and learning and cultivating that part of my life. But like I was saying, it's like we get kind of caught up thinking that on the surface we have to be it's like what next step am I going to take? But that's only when we think about like as a job or a career or like if you feel static, it's probably because, um, you know, you don't see yourself making any progress in that regard. But if we look at what we're doing, like spiritually and how we're growing, um, I mean, we could always use the day as an opportunity to to grow, even if we feel like we can't get out of a job or um, in a place where we don't feel a connection with um, we could always just start asking questions. And what I've learned recently is it is very worthwhile to, to continually always be asking questions without necessarily needing the answers. And came, aqua- came, across, came, across, came across a quote um, by Joseph Campbell. Um, he's the writer of The Hero with a Thousand Faces. You know it well. He made The, the Hero's Journey very well known in our modern culture. And he says, if you can see your path laid out in front of you step by step, you know it's not your path. Your own path you make with every step you take. That is why it is your path. So that really, I mean, it couldn't have come at a better time. And I just came across it. He actually, the quote was in Light Light Watkins' book, um, Knowing Where to Look. Very inspirational book. And... I was reading that and Simon's kind of this time it's like in between in between stories and just wondering next step I'm going to take. But then it's like, OK, I don't have my path clearly unfolded in front of me. And that's a gift. Like It can go in an unbelievable amount of ways. And I don't need to know exactly what I'm going to do. The next step is the one that I'm on right now. And so I'm I took a job busing tables at um, a family restaurant in La Jolla and I didn't have to think about it too much because it's like okay why wouldn't I do this like I've always considered working in the restaurant industry just to get like you know hands-on experience I'm at the stage of my life where I want to get my hands dirty I want to be moving and adapting and learning and I know that's like a vital step in in the school of life is to have a job where you're grinding and working hard and for the last year, you know, I've been been writing and doing school and stuff, but it's like I've been writing about all these moral, um, about how I want to act more tr- morally and spiritually and everything. But until you're actually put into a, a situation out in the real world where you're really confronting people and, um, you know, really living, it's a whole another kind of test. And I feel like for my own growth, it's something that is extremely important. So just for the last two weeks that I've been working there. It's been awesome just, you know, figuring out like every single situation is like, okay, how can I react in this situation? Am I going to be take the higher road? Am I going to kind of try to make the situation better even though I'm tired and I don't want to do something? But you just learn about who you are like through these, these kind of jobs. So it's like every single situation is really an experience to learn. And so I think I'm like questioning which next step I'm going to take, but that is, this is the step. And 
just to be able to appreciate it for what it is is extremely important because I am learning so much about who I am and who I want to become. That just reminded me of a part in the book I want to talk about, your book that is. <laughs> when you were at the gas station and you were talking to the gas station attendant and you guys were chatting it up and then as you're pulling away, your mom calls you and you were tired, you had had a long day and what you wish you could have conveyed to your mom and what you wanted to say wasn't coming out just because you were falling back into that old pattern of communicating with your mom. Um, <laughs> and that just resonated so deeply with me that there's been so many times, especially with people who are closest to you, where you can't quite articulate how you feel in the moment and you want to share more with them, but you just can't because you're tired or you're grumpy or something is on your mind. And just realizing that in every situation, there's this there's there's what we're saying to the other person and then there's what we actually feel and what we wish we could express and that was one of my favorite parts of the book is just getting inside your head you were so open and honest and vulnerable with everything and like you're one of my best friends i, I feel like i know you pretty well but i learned so m many new stories about you and about your family and it was such a cool experience oh. just getting deeper into the head of any of that yep thank you buddy that that was the goal and it's uh, i mean yeah writing a book is is a crazy thing it's like i felt like like okay i'm just gonna put it all on the table this is who i am at this point no reason to hide anything and i don't want to hide anything and obviously i'm going to change but this is what i'm feeling and it's that's the things like you connected with that so it's like what we're most vulnerable about is what people connect with the most like and i've learn that so profoundly in writing that it's not like you know I'm all these achievements and things that's like what people are going to connect with it's it's the times that we're human and the times we feel low and times we can't communicate but we want to say something and we find it extremely difficult that's what makes us who we are but i mean and just being at this job it's like ah oh man like i leave and like okay I, that was a great day i'm very happy with how things went but then there's always like oh, i wish i said this or that but like every day is another opportunity to to get better and just listen to that voice in our head that is telling us like you, you should be doing this or that you know the seed of our soul that tells us that we should be who we are more and express ourselves more be more vulnerable and um yeah i'm, I'm that was a definitely a impactful part for me too because communicating with family is very challenging at times and even though you know for me personally and i think for all of us but you know families are very complicated it's a, it all comes from a place of love mm -hmm. but for some reason it's just there's so much there that sometimes it's hard to very hard to navigate and yeah, that was an interesting moment for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then going back to being in the unknown, this new chapter you're approaching where you're not sure what's next. I want to just look back real quick a year ago, one year ago, exactly. You and I were on a backpacking trip, quite literally in the unknown, in the middle of the woods. I had quit my job four days ago and I had no idea what I was doing next. Um, I had met Tim. <laughs> we had talked a little bit about starting a company together, but I was still so lost. I didn't know what was next. I didn't know 
how I was going to make money, how I was going to support myself. I had saved, but the whole world was all open and closed at the same time. I just had no idea. And then fast forward to today, it's been an emotional couple of days for me because actually as of this, as of last night, we hit our fundraising goal for Epoch Academy. Oh, hey. Yeah. So we raised $25,000 in 25 days. Damn. With a matching grant that's getting doubled to 50 grand. And actually outside of the peer-to-peer fundraising, we raised $15,000. And so we raised $65,000 in the past month. And if you would have told me that on the backpacking (laughs) trip, that a year from now, I will have co-founded a nonprofit, raised $65,000, just gotten back from a kids camp in Houston where I spent four days with 75 middle school and high schoolers. (laughs) I would have told you you were crazy. And it has just been so so emotional and so beautiful that I could not have predicted this. I could have spent hours and hours thinking about what was next and I never would have guessed this. And that's, that's what makes life so beautiful and amazing is you have absolutely no control and no idea what's going to happen next. And so we really just have to try each day to laugh and play and love and just be as happy as we can. And yes, work hard and progress the plot, but it's, so out of your hands so just enjoy what you're doing dude congratulations <laughs> give me a high five <laughs> that's unbelievable oh. oh i can't believe it. that's well done truly so proud of you guys and <laughs> this show is this show is if you haven't noticed it's the time where we tell each other what's been going on um we save for the show the big stuff but truly an honor to see you guys just working from the ground up and from starting from the beginning how much effort you put into it is so admirable because you are like this is all brand new to you like starting a nonprofit obviously is entirely unknown territory but you've you faced every challenge head on um, you've done the what you can to the best of your ability but you haven't let it bog you down too much you've pushed against you know the the walls of your capabilities and you've laughed through it all. And I've, I've been there watching you. And it's been truly an honor, my friend. And it is just the beginning. Can't wait to see what comes with EPOG. Psyched. Oh, I appreciate it, my man. <laughs> yes, I, I've laughed. I've cried a lot. Uh, it's, been, it's been the most challenging and the most rewarding experience of my entire life. And I just, so last week I was in Houston at the kids camp I was talking about. And that was such a valuable that was so valuable to me on on so many different levels one it's just amazing to be around kids again kids know how to play better than anyone they haven't been indoctrinated yet by all of the have to's and the you need to do this and the shoulds and the musts and they're just living their best life authentically and they're also not afraid to tell you what they think and that was one of the highlights of the trip is just getting open, honest feedback from the kids on what they think of how you're leading, how you're interacting with them. And it was beautiful to just be a kid again and connect. For me, it was a big moment because I was worried, are, am I going to be able to connect with some of our kids, right? There's a cultural barrier, or I thought there would be a cultural barrier. 
um, are they going to respect me and look up to me the same way they do as Tim and some of these other counselors? And it was such a cool takeaway that kids are kids. <laughs> like we are so much more similar than we are different, no matter your culture, your background, your ethnicity, your upbringing, your religion. We are, our, we are all so much more similar than we are different. And just getting to see that really eradicated all those fears I had. I was able to inspire and motivate and joke and play with these kids. And it was, it was a beautiful experience and I'm so grateful for it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. The stories you're telling me are hilarious and yeah, man, totally agree on that, that we, we all are kids at heart and you know, our kind of cultures, I mean, kind of see them as dividing us, but we have the chance and the choice to see, you know, each other as just people because that's what, what we all are. And when we get back down to it, when we kind of drop our facade of, I have to be the adult, I have to keep this persona up, I have to be this type of person that we tell ourselves we have to be, we're all just kids who, you know, are learning about what makes life an adventure and a journey. And, you know, we mature and learn about what matters to us and how to find meaning. But to lose that childlike joy is a life without joy. It's like, that's what, that's what inspired me so much on this trip. And to write the book, it's reconnecting with that childlike joy. 100%. That's, that was like the driving force. And I just realized that we overcomplicate things, I mean, on a day-to-day -day basis, just overthinking and thinking we have to be a certain type of person. But if we just think back to who we were as kids who just wanted to have fun and find meaning and, you know, look into the stars and just climb mountains and <laughs> just have fun with each other, then that is truly what makes life a gift and what it's all about. I love what you said there about overcomplicating things. I think as we grow up, we slap all of these, these rules into our lives and we think we have to act a certain way. And the most fun I've had probably in the last five months was at this camp. And it was at the pool playing on the best engineered piece of pool equipment I've ever seen in my entire life. And so basically what it was, it, it was this in giant, in giant it was this giant inflatable ball that's like 20 feet wide 10 feet tall and it's made of almost um like exercise ball material so right. it's bouncy i can imagine and it has a fountain at the top and it's this enormous thing and all around it is a moat of water that's probably three and a half feet deep and basically there's four ropes attached to it that you use to climb up to the top. And so you, you climb up to the top of this thing. It's super slippery. It moves, it's bouncing and you get to the top and you play King of the Hill. And I had more fun than I've had in so long playing King of the Hill. I mean, it's hilarious. You're, you're throwing 12 and 13 <laughs> year olds off just face first down the, down the thing into the water. I'm getting tackled off by some of the older kids who are like 15 and 16, just getting absolutely destroyed. And then when you're on top of it and you think you've won and no one else is around, suddenly you would just slip and like smash your face <laughs> off the bouncy ball and like fall down upside down into the water. And I've never experienced more connection. Like we, we had all the counselors come up and play, the people who put on the camp. 
And then there was a team of researchers and a doctor who was there. <laughs> and literally, like, I will never forget just full on tackling the doctor. He's like probably in his mid mid to late 50s. Him and I just like wrapping up and like flying off of this bouncy ball, like upside down, just getting up out of the water, laughing like little kids again. That's and amazing. If we could all just interact with each other like that, like stop being such an adult all the time and just play and really get to know someone. Oh man. I love that. Yeah. It's like, I just at this job, it's like, I, sometimes I just question myself and you know, how just drop the persona. I'm like, okay, I don't need to act cool or look a certain way. And it's like, just be yourself. And it's hard to even decipher what that means sometimes. Like who, who am I? It's a big question, but what does it mean to be yourself? Like, what does it mean just to act naturally and to actually ask questions? And I mean, we, we feel apprehension, like talking to, to older people, like me and now first time I've had like a boss in a while. And, but I've kind of just started talking to him like a, like a friend. And I think just laughing together and kind of just trying to drop the, the, yeah, the, the persona and trying to connect on a bit of a deeper level. And that just gets back to being who we are as kids and, you know, actually trying to get into what, who this person really is and who maybe they were as a kid and what they actually love. And so it's like in the, in the job interview, you know, it's it the first interview in a long time. And, um, you know, talking about the restaurant industry, first job I've had in the restaurant industry and then I just asked him, like, what's his favorite food to make? And, like, what, you know, what, why are you in this job? <laughs> it's like the uh, stepbrothers <laughs> in the interview, they flip the, flip the switch. Um, but, you know, then it's like I got more comfortable and he did too. And we all, we all just want to be comfortable and be ourselves. And I think that's maybe a good way just to, to get to know people better is maybe ask, like, yeah, what did you love as a kid? Why are you doing what you're doing? What makes you really come alive and what speaks to your soul? And it's not like I always ask these questions. It's very difficult, um, but definitely something to think about. Yeah, ask those deep questions. And then when someone asks you a question, like what'd you do over the weekend? Give them an honest answer. Don't just be like, oh, it was good. Like hanging out with friends. Be like, no, like I went to a yoga retreat and then I read this one book and then I watched my favorite show and like really actually let people know who you are. Engage. Um, that, that was what was another funny experience at the camp is you ask the kids like, Oh, what's your favorite, what's your favorite thing to do? And then they say like Minecraft. And then I ask, Oh, like, what do you like about Minecraft? And then I'm there for an hour and a half listening <laughs> to all the details and all of the intricacies of what they love. And like, they're, they're so unashamed to tell you about what actually excites them and makes them come alive. And if we could all just be more honest and authentic with how we interact with people, we would actually get to see each other for who we really are. You can't connect with someone unless you know who they really are. Yeah, that is, that's been like kind of the struggle. There's like I'm meeting so many new people and I'm like, how much effort do I put into, I want to, you know, connect with the, like each one and, um, not just be like another face. I actually want to get un underneath the surface, but it is hard, man. I mean, but maybe it doesn't have to be. It's if you actually just come from a place of 
genuineness and and it's there's also like the apprehension too like oh maybe they i don't want to force them to talk they don't want to and i mean i guess you have to kind of know if you're being i mean it's just you know common sense if you're really rubbing them the wrong way but if you're coming from a sincere place and you know you you act you're not just trying to be annoying but you really want to know then i think that'll be received i think at least my answer is please to come from a place of love yeah i've really been trying to articulate and determine what this feeling is i get when i'm deep in a meditation and it's one of those meditations where i'm just so grateful for everything and i have this feeling well up inside of me where everything feels amazing everything's okay and i think it really is just love and if you're coming from a place of love it doesn't matter if the person doesn't fully answer your question it doesn't matter what the person thinks of you because you are living in your truth and you are just full of energy and radiating this light and you're going to know how to interact you don't have to think about what you're doing you just know it just comes straight from the heart hundred percent I love that I hundred percent agree with that and yeah it's I think it's coming from a place of love is not thinking about what you're gonna say before you say it it's actually being fully conscious and fully aware and you're spot on that when you when you come from that place it's it really I mean, you're you're doing your absolute best to to live your truth, and that can't not be recognized. I mean, even on the surface, if it seems that it's going unnoticed or somebody's taking it the wrong way, it's it's changing the universe. You know, it's making those little shifts in in the incomprehensible matter that we just can't begin to fathom. That we're actually doing what we're here to do and that is to live from a place of love and try to connect with other human beings (laughs) and honestly that's that's one of my new goals is to just be so damn happy so filled up full of laughter full of light so playful that whoever i'm around they just can't help but smile and start laughing themselves maybe they're laughing at me i don't even care like just being so full of gratitude and happiness to be alive i mean it's so every single day we have such a beautiful opportunity in front of us and i think a good way to practically start working towards becoming the person you want to be in how you interact with others is treat every interaction with someone else as if it could be the last thing you ever say to them and so really i know that sounds a little cheesy but really take it to heart and just be like if i never see this person again am i happy with how i just treated them i mean it completely makes you think about how you're treating people in every single moment yeah that that is a great way to just cut the bs and i've been thinking about that a lot lately actually just what memento mori is and just our awareness that we're gonna die and not living as if we're not going to because to live like as if things as if it doesn't matter what you say as if today can be a you know, I mean, not a bad, we all have bad days, but to not appreciate it for what it is, is to almost say that 
it doesn't really matter that this is going to end someday to give every day at least the attention that it deserves and to be fully present in every situation to give yourself the attention that you deserve and to be easy on yourself and to let things go and to focus on the only thing that you can focus on which is right now and yeah that that's something that i will definitely i mean it's like having this job is just the perfect school of life just opportunity to really what i okay maybe i didn't love what i did yesterday but i got another chance today and let's give it everything we got and be that light yeah so now that it's been a year since we made radical changes to our lives and we're in completely different circumstances than we were circumstances that are so much better than we could have ever hoped and predicted what is one lesson you've learned because you're you're essentially we're both kind of going into this next phase Mm -hmm. of what's next in the unknown and what is one lesson you've learned from it all and how you how are you going to use that going forward oh man i gotta pull this up if i may give me give me 20 seconds i got you uh sing a little song or something so i think the the greatest lesson that i've learned i mean there's countless but this one is coming to me right now and it is to not basically have to wait for authority to tell you that it's okay to do something that you know in your heart and soul you are meant to do so it's not have to wait until somebody tells you that you're an artist to create something and follow your passion to not wait until somebody tells you that you're not living your best life and it's yeah it's okay to leave your job to actually do it because you feel that you could be better used elsewhere it's to not feel like you know you're not a writer because you've never written anything before i feel like writing serves all of us in an unbelievable way even just to begin journaling so if i may read just a short um article i mean it's like (laughs) just a couple hundred words by seth godin which is major inspiration to me um, marketing guru and one of my favorite books the practice um, read recently and it is called pick yourself authority you want the authority to create to be noticed and to make a difference you're waiting for permission to stand up and speak up and ship sorry there's no authority left oprah has left the building she can't choose you to be on her show because the show is gone youtube wants you to have your own show now but they're not going to call you Neither is the head of programming at Netflix. Our cultural instinct to wait to get picked, to seek out the permission, authority, and safety that comes from a publisher or talk show host or even a blogger that says, I pick you. Once you reject the impulse and realize that no one is going to select you, Prince Charming has chosen another house, then you could actually get to work. It's hardly ironic that I'm posting this on Medium. You don't need Ev, who is the founder of Medium, to say, go post here. You simply do the work. Once you understand that there are problems just waiting to be solved, once you realize that you have all the tools and all the permission you need, then opportunities to contribute abound. Not the opportunity to have your resume picked up from the pile, but the opportunity to lead. When we we take responsibility and eagerly give credit, doors open. When you grab a microphone and speak up, we're a step closer to doing the work we're able to do. Most of all, when you buckle down, confront the lizard, and ship the best work, you're becoming the artist that you are capable of becoming.
No one, no one is going to pick you. Pick yourself. And that, I think, oh, I just got chills. That is, that is summed up this entire year for us. It's just do the thing. If you feel like it will give you a day of joy to write, to create, to think about something that you've never thought about before, to take a class that might interest you, then do it. Don't wait for the permission or somebody to tell you that it's okay to do it. Pick up the mic and go for it. Yeah, and even if you fail miserably, at least you can lay down in bed at night and be like, I went for it. I actually tried that thing regardless of the outcome. Mm -hmm. I would so much rather fail publicly, be humiliated, than never do it at all because then you just regret that forever and you always wonder what if. Second, yeah, be the fool. <laughs> if I could have one more. Be the fool. It's We can't learn anything in life if we're not willing to be the fool. The fool is looking talked about this in the last episode but he's looking up he's he's ready to take on the challenge he knows he's going to fall but inspiration creativity all of life is in that unexplored territory that we feel apprehension to confront but that's where life abounds yeah what about you i was hoping you'd ask <laughs> my biggest lesson um i'm actually gonna read a roomy poem that you put in your book that is so beautifully written and it just speaks to me in so many ways and Rumi says when i run after what i think i want my days are a furnace of distress and anxiety if i sit in my own place of patience what i need flows to me and without any pain from this i understand that what i want also wants me is looking for me and attracting me there is a great secret in this for anyone who can grasp it and what this means to me is, yes, you have to do the work, you have to pick a direction and you have to move in it, but if you're trying to control too much and you're trying to be the sole driving force that moves you forward, you're going to be stressed, anxious, you're going to overwhelm yourself and you're going to burn out versus if you just accept what is coming to you and like I said, do the work, show up, you can't move forward without action but don't be so hard on yourself and don't push yourself to the point of breaking so that you actually end up going slower because you have to take like three weeks off to recover and one of my good friends recently went on a mountaineering trip and hiked mount rainier and one of the things because you're you're walking in snow you're actually climbing ice he was using like those ice picks <laughs> like full crampons oh man do you ever play computer games as a kid yeah what was it, Ice Climbers? or oh, Dang it. All right, continue. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name. So great. But basically, the guides who are professionals at moving over the snow said that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And I've really been trying to think about this and put it in my daily life because if you think about it, it it's, it's the same thing as um, slow and steady wins the race. If you go too fast, you put too much stress on yourself, you're going to burn out and then you need all of this recovery time. Whereas if you go slow and you're enjoying what you're doing every single day and you're finding time to play and laugh and love, you can sustain that forever. And you will make so much more progress with that consistency. It's doing you know that little thing every single day to get better that's ultimately going to get you to where you want to go instead of the Herculean effort 
Herculean. I can never say that Herculean? word. Herculean? Maybe. <laughs> Making that huge effort to try and get everything done in one day. And like, you don't even know where you want to go, right? You just have to sit in who you are and taste from all of the entrees and the platters that are going past you through life. If you try and choose and control too much, everything's going to fall apart and you're going to be a furnace of distress and anxiety like Rumi says. Dude, I love that you picked that one because I've, I've seen you go through the, the highs and lows of this in the last year. We both have. We've hit points of burnout when I was with my book and just you with Epog and everything. And man, we have learned. <laughs> it is just crazy to look back at what we've learned in just a year. And it's, it's such an important lesson that to be patient and to appreciate where you are at this very moment because it's never going to be like, you know, finally we could take a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, we've hit this point and now life will be easy unless you're retired. But even in retirement, people become dissatisfied because they have no, I mean, it's a huge generalization, but <laughs> no meaning. Um, we have to have that thing that really pushes us forward and calls our being to existence. But every single step of the way, and this just ties back to that first quote by Joseph Campbell, you know, your path, if you see it just unfolding beautifully ahead of you, you know, maybe that is your path. And if it's working for you, by all means, go for it. But also what I've just learned is every single step is happening for a reason. If we truly take the time to sit in it and be patient with it and just explore that this very step for everything is worth. And just one more beautiful quote that kind of sums up just being okay with the mystery and just each step of the journey. And it's by Rainier Maria Rilke, who was an Austrian poet of the early, early 20th century. He says, be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are written in a very foreign tongue. Whoa. Do not, <laughs> do not now, <laughs> sorry, do not now seek the answers which cannot be given to you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything, live the questions now. So I have questions. What step do I take next? Who do I want to be? What am I supposed to do now that my book is out and I don't know which next step to take? But if I had the answers, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do with them because that's. That's the beauty of the journey is we don't know what's going to happen next. We're not supposed to have the answers. The beauty is to live the questions now. So who do I want to be? I have every day to discover what that means and to live that question. What is my next step? It's with living it. This is the step. And I don't have to plan 10 years ahead. All I have to do is, you know, feel the direction that I want to move in and really sit with that and appreciate this very step for what it is. And if you think you see the path laid out in front of you, that's fantastic. You should move in that direction, but you probably won't see the enormous black hole that you're about to step <laughs> into. That's going to hurl you into the abyss. Right. And it's all part of it. It's all part of it. And when you do fall down and you're feeling like the world is heavy, just focus on doing something that feels good. Stop doing what you're doing and go outside, go on a walk, go play call a friend and just in that moment, try and get back to a state of 
happiness and positivity because what you are seeking is seeking you, but it's only going to be able to find you if you're full of light, sending off a, a beacon, letting it know where you are. Mm. It's not going to come find you if you're a anxious little stress ball just pounding away at the computer. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do we get away from that? It's, I think just worry and anxiety comes from just our concerns about the future. And it's like, by all means, we have to take care of those things, but also realize that if you are worried about these things, take the action that is necessary to, to move in that direction. But also realize that if you are, if you are taking the action, then worrying isn't going to, you know, produce any positive results. Um, be okay with, with what's happening and kind of go from there. But I wanted to ask, <laughs> so it's been a year. What do we foresee in the next year? Oh, man. What, what would you like, even though we're not, yeah, what would you like to happen? I, I think that's a great question. I feel like I've lived 10 years of life <laughs> in the past year. And so if I keep doing that, you know, I'm going to have hundreds of be 150 lived years. experience. I mean, I already act like I'm 150. I go to bed at <laughs> 830. Um, that's later than me, buddy. That, that's why we're such good friends. <laughs> I, I think this is perfect because it was one of the last things I wanted to say is like set your goals ridiculously high. There's a, there's a James Cameron quote that to paraphrase says like set your goal goals ridiculously high so that when you fail, you fail above other people's successes. And this next year it's, I have no idea what's going to happen next, but what has happened has been so much better than I ever expected that I just want to shoot for the moon and we'll just put it out there now. The Dare to Dream podcast in one year from now is going to be big. It's going to be big. <laughs> We're going to have even more amazing fans. We love all of you guys. We just are going to keep growing and getting better. We're going to have guests on. We're going to be meeting all of these amazing people who inspire people through their stories to dare to dream, to imagine this beautiful, wonderful life that you can have. I mean, it's within reach for all of us. We just have to accept it love that love that and it's like we live in such a awesome age like podcasts really have made this kind of long form discussion i mean just so much more accessible obviously so yeah i i see this just getting bigger and bigger and yeah having guests on and you know we might even be globe trotting a bit i think we're all excited to get back out there and i have no idea what the future has in store but i am ready to focus on this step with everything i have and hopefully write another book i don't know what that's going to be i don't want to force it i know it will happen as it's meant to and yeah man i have i have no clue but i am just juiced for what the heck has happened it's been a beautiful thing but if i could leave you with anything it is to start stop waiting for the permission and to go for it and like i said before if you think this thing will give you a day of joy and do it because a day is all we got and then last thing on my end is i want to ask you Vinny, where can people go to order arrows of youth i mean everyone needs to read this people need to fall in love with life again and just have that childlike sense of wonder and adventure and I know 
for me personally, I'm already thinking about where I'm going to do my solo road trip. It was just so inspiring. So where can people go to get this? Thank you, my man. Uh, appreciate you so much. And you can find it on Amazon. If you just search Arrows of Youth book, um, there's two cop, two different paperback versions, black and white and color. So don't get confused, but you can find them on the same page. Um, but yeah, arrowsofyouthbook.com too will take you to the, the whole page describing it and that'll give you a link to order from there. And yeah, Amazon, baby. Don't sleep on this book. It'll put a huge smile on your face. Yes, I hope so. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs>